Hello mga G-O-D-D-E-S-S It's me, your detective Martin Rules And welcome back to my channel And you know what time it is It's Philippine True Crime Stories Kumusta kayo lahat? I hope you guys, girls, and my non-binary friends are safe and healthy Kung bago kayo sa aking channel Hello, my name is Martin Or you can call me Pin At tuwing Thursday Well, Today is not Thursday, it's Sunday. Pero tuwing Thursday, um, gumagawa ako ng video tungkol sa totoong krimen or misteryo na nangyari sa Pilipinas or sa Asia habang nag-makeup. Kaya naman, if this is right up your alley, go ahead and I highly suggest na mag-subscribe na sa akin channel para ma-reach na natin yung 10K at maiwasan na natin ang inconsistency. Oo. Huwag mo rin kalimutan na i-click yung bell button para naman makalembang ka pag meron tayong bagong uploads. And lastly, if you have any questions tungkol sa topic natin for today or sa mga makeup na i-apply ko, huwag kayong mahiyan na magtanong sa comment section below. Okay, so last week, kung naalala nyo pa, pinag-usapan natin yung mysterious death ni Rico Yan and today naman we are going to talk about Bloody Sunday Massacre. Sobrang recent ng case na ito and was tagged as one of the deadliest days for activists in recent history for the Philippines. Babala. Ang mga susunod na imahe, istorya at description ay maaari makapagdulot ng takot. Huwag magpatuloy kung kinakailangan. So ang nangyari ito during the heights of pandemic And of course, um, yung presidency ni Duterte. Kaya, alam nyo na. We're off to a good start. Mm -hmm. Pero if you ask me, it's a very dark times indeed. Mm -mm. Anyway, two days before mangyari itong murder sa mga activists, environmentalists, and human rights defenders, Duterte said at a televised public event kung saan he directed the police and the military to finish up and kill all members of the communist rebels, advising them to don't mind human rights. Ang pagkakasabi niya in a quote, I've told the police and the military that if they find themselves in an armed encounter with the communist rebels, kill them. Make sure you really kill them. And finish them off if they are alive. End quote. Numerous media outlets have linked the bloody Sunday killings dun sa speech na ginawa ng Duterte. Yung 2021 Calabarzon raids, also referred as Bloody Sunday and Copland ASVAL or ASVAL, pero tawagan nila natin siyang ASVAL para mas easier, or Case Operation Plan ASVAL. A quick internet search disclosed that ASVAL is a Soviet design rifle with integrated suppressor na madalas ginagamit sa covert operations. Itong Coplan ASVAL ay series of operations conducted by the Philippine National Police and Philippine Army sa Calabarzon. Yung PNP chief at the time na si Manyanita Boe, naalala niyo ba yun? Oo. Debold Sinas said the region-wide raids against personalities with alleged links to communist rebels is valid. Malakas ang loob nila, of course, because at least 24 search warrants ang ipinatupad ng korte sa mga bahay at offices ng mga grupong they branded as front organization of the Communist Party of the Philippines, New People's Army or CPP and PA 
sa Laguna, Cavite, Batangas, and Rizal. Dagdag pa ni Sinas, the fact that the court have issued search warrants for those operations indicate that they were all legitimate operations. By killing alleged communists, be for real. Kaya nung March 7, 2021, nag-conduct ng simultaneous reports yung PNP or Philippine National Police, CIDG or Criminal Investigation um, Detection Group, yung Special Action Force or SAF, and yung 202nd Brigade of the Philippine Army. Against sa 24 reported individuals, ng alas 4 ng madaling araw. The police serve search warrants issued by Judge Jose Lorenzo de la Rosa and Judge Jason Sapanta from two branches of the Manila Regional Trial Court. These vague search warrants resulted in the deaths of Emmanuel Asuncion, coordinator ng Bagong Alyansa Makabayan or Bayan sa Cavite. He was killed inside the Workers' Assistance Center office in Dasmariñas. And sabi ng mga witnesses, he was shot 10 times and was dragged outside the office. Si Ana Maris Chay Lemita Evangelista, member ng environmental organization na ugnayan ng mamayan laban sa pagwasak sa kalikasan or umalpasca at yung asawa nito na si Ariel Evangelista na miyembro rin ng umalpasca was killed in their home sa Nasugbu, Batangas. Sadly, yung pagpatay sa kanila was witnessed by their 10-year-old child who hid under the bed. Si Melvin Greg Dasigao, member ng Urban Poor Organization, San Isidro, Kasiglahan, Kapatiran at Damayan para sa Kabuhayad, Katarungan at Kapayapaan or Sikad K3 was killed in his home sa Rodriguez Rizal. Pati sina Abner Damas Mendoza Esto and Edward Damas Mendoza Esto, mga miyembro rin ng Sikad K3 was killed sa bahay nila sa Rodriguez Rizal. Pati si Puroy de la Cruz, Indigenous Dumagat an ecumenical leader of Samahan ni Maria or Society of Mary, and si Randy Pulong de la Cruz, Indigenous Dumagat, both killed in Sitio Mina, Santa Ines, Tanay Rizal, between 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock a.m. At pagka-aresto ni na Esteban Mendoza, Executive Vice President of Olalia KMU, or Organized Labor Association in Lion Industries and Agri- Agri- Agriculture. Pati si Ninfa Lazanas, Paralegal for Rights Group Karapatan at member ng Kapatid Timog Katagalugan, inaresto sa bahay niya at Sampirohan, Kalamba, Laguna at 4 a.m. Yung tatlong apo niya, ages 6, 9, 12, were with her at the time. Pati si Eugene Eugenio, member ng Confederation for the Unity, Recognition, and Advancement of Government or Courage Rizal, inaresto sa Antipolo. And lastly, si Joan Ignacio Efren, arrested at her residence in Sitio Lukutang Malaki, San Isidro Rodriguez Rizal, at isa pang unidentified individual also arrested in Rizal. Ayon sa mga police, alleged weapons and grenades were found during the operations and yung mga activists were killed for resisting arrest. Mm, come to think of it, 
if meron ngang mga armas etong activists, di ba dapat meron ding casualties sa grupo ng mga police at militar? By the way, anim yung inaresto at siyam yung pinatay sa operation na ito. Etong Sunday crackdown ay isa sa pinakamalaking one-day offensives of the police and military against activist groups, many of which have been red-tagged by the Duterte administration. In a phone interview, ang sabi ni Calabarzon Police Chief Brigadier General Felipe Natividad, yung operation daw ay only in compliance with Duterte's Executive Order Number no. 70, which ordered a whole-of-nation approach to ending insurgency. Si De Boltinas, however, did not comment nung tinanong siya sa connection between sa order ni Duterte to kill communist rebels and yung um, Bloody Sunday na naganap sa Calabarzon. But he stressed that Copland Asval is legitimate. Of course, this incident blew up. Sobrang horrendous to hear a news like this. Lalo na, we're in the middle of pandemic, naka-lockdown, sobrang daming nangyayari, and ang hirap mag-cope during these dark times. Tapos, may ganito pang balita. Yung mga human rights organizations and si former Vice President Lenny Robredo described the killings as a massacre. Pati yung Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights condemned the raids, saying it was quote-unquote appalled by the apparent arbitrary killing of the activists. Sabi ng spokesperson sa press briefing and I quote, We are deeply worried that these latest killings indicate an escalation in violence, intimidation, harassment, and red taggings of human rights defenders. End quote. The Department of Justice led a task force investigating the series of violent police raids at sa nangyaring massacre. Sabi ni Judge Secretary Minardo Guevara, if activists involved in certain advocacies, such as trade unionism or peasant association were killed, the incidents fall within the jurisdiction of administrative order 35 task force, the body that looks into extrajudicial killings. Yung AO35 or Administrative Order 35 created an interagency committee on extrajudicial killings, enforced disappearance, torture, and other grave violations of the rights to life, liberty, and security of persons. Sabi ni Representative Ferdinand Gaite ng Bayan Muna, sa interview niya sa ANC, quote-unquote, there must be an investigation from the PNP itself to account for what actually happened. Four months after the incident, July 2021 to be exact, may mga forensic reports showed that the activists were deliberately killed. Sabi ni forensic pathologist Dr. Raquel Fortune, Nahirapan siya dahil karamihan nung bangkay ay naimbal sa muna and yung mga gunshot wounds were already sutured. Dagdag pa niya ni quote, One common factor among all the nine is that they at least received two gunshot wounds on the chest. Ito ay aside from other areas that were also hit 
by gunfire. The common pattern is that they were, as I said earlier, already apparently shot to be killed. If you aim for the chest, that's going to kill you and that's what happened. Walo sa mga bangkay yung na-autopsy at dalawang case lang yung sinabmit sa kanya with clothes on their body. She said examining the clothes could also help in determining the passage of the bullet and documenting what happened in the shooting. So, update lang. This is the eye. Yes. Gagawin ko lang yung other eye off cam dahil ang tagal kong ginawa ito. Nakakaloka. So, yeah. I'll be right back. I'm back. Okay. So, yung mga relatives ng mga biktima asserted na yung mga accusations na merong guns and um, explosives were baseless. At sa tingin ni Dr. Fortune, dapat daw sa lahat ng kaso na may napapatay sa police operation ay may homicide investigation para malaman kung talagang nanlaban yung mga napatay. Which actually may point siya because she's an icon, she's a legend. And she is the moment. Come on now. Like what I've said earlier, kung talagang nanlaban itong mga activists, bakit walang natamaan sa mga police at sundalo? And then, noong January 14, 2022, the National Bureau of Investigations, or NBI, filed a complaint against 17 cops over the killing of two of the nine activists who died during the Bloody Sunday. Sa statement ng NBI na final nila sa DOJ over the killings of Ariel Evangelista and Ana Maris Chay Limita Evangelista sa Nusugbu, Batangas, yung police officers and personnel involved in the case were from Philippine National Police. Criminal Investigation and Detection Group Calabarzon. According to a six-page complaint, the NBI found that the cops who implemented a search warrant on the Evangelista couple had a deliberate intent to kill. End of the story. Yay! Finally, may nanagot. Oh, justice system works. Psych, of course not. Unfortunately, in this country, nananaig ang kasamaan dahil yung panel of prosecutors at the Department of Justice dismissed the murder complaint filed against the 17 police officers over the death of labor leader Emmanuel Manny Asuncion. Si Manny, if you remember, ay isa sa siyam na mga activist ng pinatay no March 7, 2021, simultaneous police military operations. Sabi ng panel of prosecutors, and I quote, We lament the demise of Emmanuel Asuncion. However, complainant, which is yung asawa ni Manny na si Lizelle, and the evidence she submitted failed to discharge the obligation to prove the existence of crime and identify the perpetrators thereof. In the absence of proof, there could be no probable cause to charge the respondents. End quote. According pa sa kanila, the records of the case will be returned to the NBI, which will then conduct a further investigation to determine the identities of the assailants. Of course, kahit sino kukulo ang dugo kapag narinig ang resultang ito, at lalong-lalong na yung mga kapwa, aktivista ng mga pinatay. Sabi ng karapatan, isang human rights organization, si Duterte, NTFELCAC or National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict, CPNP Chief De Bolsinas, PNP Regional and Provincial Officials, at yung mga judges who issued a questionable search warrant 
must be held accountable. The National Union of People's Lawyer called on the Philippine Supreme Court to review the quote-unquote administrative order that allows executive and vice-executive judges to issue search warrants. According sa grupo, yung mga judges must carefully look into the application for warrants, especially if the police narrative is unbelievable, citing in particular circumstances katulad ng pag-aresto kay Nympha Lanzanas. Kinundem naman ni Senator Risa Honteveros yung pagpatay, saying it was due to this administration's high level of disrespect for basic human rights. Ang sabi niya, and I quote, I am calling for a thorough investigation by the Commission on Human Rights. We will also consider filing a bill penalizing red tagging as separate and distinct crime. Because those fighting our basic human rights should not be silenced. End quote. Sabi naman ni then Senator Francis Pangilinan, the PNP should use its 289 worth of body camera that was purchased back in 2018 to prevent killings like the one that took place in Calabarzon. Dagdag pa niya without the body camera, the nanlaban excuse of the police for killing their captives would always be under a cloud of suspicion. Yung mga representative na sina Ferdinand Gaite, Carlos Zarate, Euphemia Kulamat, Arlene Brosas, Franz Castro, Sara Elago, Edsel Lagman, and Kit Belmonte called for the House of Representatives Human Rights Committee to investigate the deadly raids. And si Lenny Robredo naman na alam natin isa sa mga opposition sa regimen ni Duterte. Ang sabi, and I quote, There is no other way to describe this. It was a massacre. And it came just two days after the president himself ordered the state force to ignore human rights, kill communist rebels, and finish them off before the NTF-ELCAC. Yung Amnesty International naman stated that it was deeply alarmed at how police operations were being used against activists. Yung HRW or Human Rights Watch called the series of killings as part of the Philippine government's dirty war and urged the UN to deploy a rapid response unit to investigate the killings. Meanwhile, yung EU or European Union recalled the Philippines' commitment before the United Nations Human Rights Council to ensure accountability for human rights abuses and violations. Fast forward to this year, two years after the murder, none of the perpetrators of these attacks had been held accountable. Yung rights group, ang sabi sa DOJ, hindi pa nare-resolve yung murder complaints after nila i-dismiss yung 17 police. Kaya sadly, hanggang ngayon, yung case are still in limbo. So that is the story of Bloody Sunday, or mas preferred kong Bloody Sunday Massacre, which is yun naman talagang nangyari. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. As you may all know, we have a new administration, and yung mga atrocities na ginawa ng regime ni Duterte, either EJK, yung war on drugs, yung dispute sa ating territory, corruption, etc. ay parang bigla na lang naglaho. Mm-mm. Parang bigla na lang nabaon sa limot. At napapatunayan natin na tayo mga Pilipino ay mabilis makalimot. Kakaloka. And of course, kasama nito yung mga biktima at mga pamilya ng mga biktimang inosenteng namatay sa regimen ni Duterte ay hindi makakamit yung hustisya kapag hinayaan lang natin yung may sala walk 
free. At itong bagong administrasyon ay walang pinagkaiba sa mga nauna dito. Since Marcos Jr. took power in June 2022, patuloy pa rin yung attacks against activists and human rights defenders. Katulad na lang noong January 13 this year 2023, yung mga development workers na sina Diane Dumanao and Armand Dayoha were abducted in Cebu City. They were found three days later pagkatapos silang iwan ng abductors nila sa isang resort 40 kilometers kung saan sila dinukot. Sa press conference noong January 22, ang sabi ni Diane and Armand, they were subjected to psychological and emotional torture by their captors. Inililipat sila sa iba't ibang lugar habang naka-blindfold, handcuff, and sometimes nakagag at sinabing dinukot sila because they are activists. Yung mga captors nila identified themselves as police and threatened to turn them over to other units task force for execution if they did not talk about their ties with terrorist groups. Two months before this incident, in November 2022, activists Erickson Acosta and Joseph Jimenez were found dead in Negros Occidental Province. Ang sabi, they were allegedly abducted by the Philippine Army. Pero according naman sa mga sundalo, yung katawan ni Acosta and Jimenez were recovered after a clash between armed forces and rebels from New People's Army. At ito, super recent lang, yung disappearance ni Dexter Capuyan and Jean Rose Jamil Bazu de Jesus, who are both activists. Nawala sila noong April 28, 2023, after an alleged abduction of CIDG Sarizal. If anyone sa mga nanonood has any information, please don't hesitate to contact Caldillera Human Rights Alliance. Ilalagay ko na sa description box yung contact number. And for me, I hope matapos na yung attacks, harassment, and intimidation sa mga human rights defenders. At magkaroon sana ng environment na safe without the fear of reprisal. At sana maintindihan natin, yes, I'm talking to you. At unawain natin kung saan nag-uugat yung armed conflict. It's either sa poverty, joblessness, landlessness, or sa state force subdue. The last thing a human can do is to silence them. At instead, kailangan natin i-amplify yung voices nila at protektahan sila dahil sila yung marginalized. Hopefully, mag-surface na yung disappearances ng mga activists and free political prisoners. Because literally, this will never end and yung mga susunod na generations will definitely fight for basic human rights. And the government must listen to the people, serve the people, because that's what you signed up for. So that's it for me today. Thank you, thank you so much for watching. As always, please keep safe and healthy. And I'll see you guys on my next video. Bye!